Okay, good morning, beloved. Happy Sunday. So today I'm, uh, I'm going to talk about the book of Job. It's been on my mind for a very long time. And uh, so for the ones who are listening online, I have a link below. Uh, it's got scripture references or verses I put inside and then you can click on it and it's going to open up. Uh, it'll take you to all the scripture references. But uh, today the, the verses that I've put uh, are not necessarily the ones that I might take. I've just put them down. So it's more like a revelation that I'm sharing and it was too much for me to put it down. So uh, I, it may not uh, <clears throat> go with everything that I've written down. So we just flow. Yeah. Um, okay. So the book of Job. Okay. A lot of people, uh, you know, that verse, that one verse that hits everybody and people keep using it again and again. And that verse is, uh, you know, what I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. Okay. And so you will, we'll hear teachings on like, uh, don't fear and uh, what you fear will come upon you and things like that. And it never gave me peace when I heard that because there was just something just, like I said, I just had no peace when I heard that. I just knew that there was something greater and that uh, something new. And I, if what I've seen in my own life, in my own personal life is that my father has always been greater than my fears. And then I realized that I had all of these fears, but how come uh, the promises of God were still yes and amen in my life? And then I realized the, the importance of your relationship, knowing that it's father and son. It cuts out everything else. It's based on blood. Okay. And uh, literally, it, that's the foundation is that his blood is greater than all your fears. Okay. And that's what I'm getting at today. And so we're going to look at Job's life. We're going to read. Uh, you can also read it by yourself. I would uh, encourage you to read it in the New King, uh, New Living Translation because it's a little easier to understand in that. And um, so you have to understand one thing now, okay? That uh, the minute Adam fell, he fell, sin entered his blood. And so we are sinners, not by what you do, but you are a sinner just because it's in your blood. That's why in Romans it says that the law of sin and death is prevalent in your members. Okay, and that's why Jesus had to come. He had to go on the cross in the flesh. His body had to be condemned. So that today you and I can no longer look at your flesh and get your standing in the flesh anymore. Okay, so your identity and our relationship is not based on what we do. It's based on we are born again. That means spiritually we are born again, born from above. And that's why the Bible says, he who is spiritually minded, he'll have life and peace. But he who is carnally minded, someone who's going after the flesh, it'll lead to death. Okay, and the devil does not want you to know that your standing with God is based on his blood. And that's what we see in Job's life. Okay, now before I get into Job and we, let's start reading Job, uh, I want us to understand before, in the, uh, before the law was given, the law came when Moses was given. Okay, um, when Moses came and then he goes on the uh, Mount of Sinai and he gets the commandments and then the law is given, right? And before the law, uh, even Abraham's standing, it said Abraham believed God. He believed his word, like God pulled out Abraham and he showed all the stars in the heavens and the sands in the uh, sands, okay? The grains of the sands and uh, God told Abraham, so are your descendants going to be. And it says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So how did Abraham get his righteousness? He believed God. It was righteousness by faith. And when you look at Job's life, on the outside it looks like, but the Bible says, that's why I tell you, right? It's not just scripture. And you should not be in love with scripture. Have a deeper revelation. It's a revelation. And so 
I, I, I've always read, right? Job is an upright man. He's a blameless man. And then as I'm digging deep, and I, I went into this last night, actually, I've not even gone before. And I'm looking at it, I'm opening the scriptures. I'm like, it says he's blameless and upright. But when I'm looking at it, Job is a self-righteous man. Okay, and he's got all of these offerings he's doing. But when you remove all the offerings, and then you just look at Job, his, his, his trust was never in the offering. His rest was never in the blood. His rest was in him. And you take over the offering and, you, and Job is naked and you can see that this guy is so fearful of punishment that if he did something wrong, sin conscious, like so like, oh, if my children did something wrong, if I did something wrong, and he just constantly, even when his friends come and we're going to look at that, he just kept defending that he was right. I am right. Where have I gone wrong? What have I done wrong? And you see this guy just boasting in his self-righteousness. And at the end of it, he's humble. And then, uh, you know, it was never about sin. It's not, it's not about what you do. It's based on the blood. Okay, and that's your standing. And that's why the accuser, it says, going to and fro. Imagine now there are so many people, right? But he's going to and fro. And then God looks and says, oh, look at, look at Job. Have you seen anyone as upright as him? And Job is this guy who's really working it out to get his right standing with God. Like in his consciousness, there's even, when we read Job, we'll read a few things where he even says in his defense to God, I have not even looked at a woman in lust. Okay, you know when Jesus comes and Jesus is looking at the Pharisees, okay, and he's going on and when they are boasting about adultery, and then Jesus says, you think adultery is seen? Even if you look at someone with lust, that is sin. Now, uh, this man came to Jesus and said, you know what? I have kept all your laws. Tell me what I should do. And then he's like, I've done everything. I've done it by the book. And so Jesus doesn't say that, oh, you've done it. Oh, you're wrong. He just tells him that, oh, you've done it by the book. Okay, fine. Go sell everything that you have. Okay. And then come. And then this guy goes away because he can't sell because he's a rich man. He can't sell anything. And then Jesus says how hard it is for a rich man to come into the kingdom of heaven. Okay. But I, I saw that whoever came to Jesus with law, Jesus just gave him more law as in he raised the standing. And then you have to, you and I have to come to the end of ourselves when we realize that we're forgiven, that our righteousness is not based on what we do, that you need a savior, someone else to take that sin away. Okay. And that your right standing right now is by blood. So let's understand that again, okay? When Job is saying, what I feared has greatly come upon me. Okay? What was he? So everyone, we look at fear, right? What has fear? And so I'm looking at fear. Forget fear. After fear, what was he looking at? What was he thinking? He was thinking of all the bad things, right? Like he has a fear of maybe his children dying. Maybe he not, his, uh, his finances just going away, depleting. Something basically at the end of it, it's something bad happening to you, something that you don't want, something of something that is not a blessing coming upon you, right? At the other side of fear is that it's whether it's for some, it's having the sickness come upon you or it's at the end of it, it's the fear of death at the other side of that fear. Okay, that's what Job was, uh, that's what Job's uh, just biggest fear was not getting the blessings of God, not being in that state of blessing. And he found himself in that. Okay, and then deep down the root is sin. Deep down the root is sin. And Job is pleading, I wish there was a mediator. Even he's pleading for a mediator. Okay, and so I just want to get into, uh, so let's just begin, open in Job. The, I'm just going to read chapter one. 
Okay, for those who don't have it, I've not put it down because it was too big to put down. Uh, <clears throat> there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Joe, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. That means it looked like this guy was a very God-conscious guy. Okay, means doing everything right by the law. Because that's what we see when you go deeper and when you read the story, you'll see that, you know why I'm taking this book? Is so that it negates where people tell you your fears will come upon you. And you get so obsessed with my God, and you're, you're more driven by your fears and not resting that today this is not even applicable for you. Because your relationship is no more like Job. You're a son of his blood. And the blood relationship is greater than any fear that you have. Okay, because at the other side of the fear is something bad that you think. But you become righteous. Righteousness means right with God. You have to have sin consciousness to have something bad happen. But if your sin is only taken away, okay, your right standing is based on his blood. How can the very, what you fear also come upon you? It's because you're not even qualified for it. Are you understanding? So it's not a mental knowledge of fear, fear. Forget the word fear. Think about the, 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 the result of your, what is that thing that you dread? Whether it's sickness, whether it's, uh, whether it's losing a job, whether it's losing a loved one, whether it is a, a relationship. And at the end, it's death. And then death has been put under our feet. Jesus has conquered death. And that's why you can rest. You know, all the fears come up in your soul, in your mind. Okay, and the Bible tells them to pull them down because, you know why it tells, uh, tells you to pull them down? Not because they will come alive. It, it tells you to pull them down because they're in disobedience to who you are. That's why it says take every thought captive and bring it to the obedience of Christ. Because it, it questions you, it makes you doubt that you're a son, your position. Hello, you're a son of his blood. That's why you pull it down. Not so that you can get something, so that you can rest and enjoy the journey. I've seen many times I can be fearful and have all of these uh, anxiousness in my mind. And at the end, I still arrive at the destination that I wanted. But all it did was it stole my joy. And then I don't even want to give that, give the devil that room anymore. Like you're not going to steal my joy. Okay. And that's why you hold that position. So look at this joke. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, okay? And one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each of his appointed, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Okay, so his children would have some sort of festival going on or some sort of feast. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. That means Job would call now, okay, his children, sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offering. He's very right in what he's doing. He's he's giving the burnt offering. In the Old Testament, when God gave, now he's under the law, right? When God gave the commandments, do you know why the lamb offering was there? Because no one could be right with God in the law. It's not possible. It's not possible to have your right standing. That's why in the Old, God made a way out through the blood. That's so that all these bad things will not come upon you. I want to make a way out, way out for you. The minute Adam fell, he, he fell into sin and death, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That means now whatever he does, it will be based on that. 
That's what the law is. It gives you a consciousness of sin. That means right and wrong. And if I fall, if I miss it, then I'm going to get something bad. It gives you a sense of punishment from God. Okay? And to make a way out, there was still the blood. There was still the blood, the lamb offering. Are you following with me? Okay? Now look at this. So he was very right in what he's doing. He rises up early and gives burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said in his heart, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. That means maybe my sons have done something, forget the outside, maybe even inside they've done something bad and cursed God in their heart. And so I better give an offering. But later on when you read Job's life, his faith is not in his offerings. Not even in the blood. You see that he keeps defending, not with the offering. Every question that his friends bring to him, he keeps defending with his own righteousness. That's what you see. So on the out, like I said, that's why. So you can just look at Job and says, oh, but it says he's an upright man. But then when you uncover it and start reading it, I'm reading last night, I said, but where is his hope in his offering? It's not, his standing is not even in the blood. His standing is in himself. And that's why Satan goes and says, uh, he's hit by them. We'll, we'll see it. Okay, let's just read that. Now look at verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came, came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. From going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Does Job fear God for nothing? Verse 10, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household and around all that he has on every side? Have you blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land? Now I want you to see this. Okay? Job gets up in the morning, he has fear in his heart because he's saying, right, like what I feared has come upon me. He's like really concerned about his family, nothing bad going on. He's got all of this anxiety. In spite of all of that, what is God looking at? The offering that he's getting up in the morning and what is the result of that? Look at this. Where Satan is saying, have you not made a hedge around him? That means there's a covering of protection around him. His, howled, his household and around all that he has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. That means he's saying, please remove this hedge of protection that you have around him. Remove this, okay? Okay, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on, the, uh, on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. This is not applicable for anybody. This is a question and a reasoning going on between the Lord and the devil at one particular point. Job is a unique example. It's like Judas. It, in the Bible it's written, when Jesus said, of all you have given me, I have lost none. Except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not everyone is Judas. There was one. That one is lost because the scripture might be fulfilled. This is a case going on and God saying, okay, fine. The hedge is being removed and now the devil is attacking. 
And so what happens? The devil goes and attacks his, his family. And so in one day, he loses everything. Then another day, the devil goes and attacks his, uh, you know, his health gets attacked and things like that. And things come. And then Job has lost everything. And now Job is in deep grief. And that's when he's saying, what I feared, all that I feared, these bad things have come upon me. Okay. And so people keep using it. Oh, don't fear, don't fear. What you fear will come upon you. It's not applicable to you. Understand it. It's not a scripture. He feared the bad things. Job doesn't have his own, his righteousness and right standing is not from Christ. His blood, he's not a son. It's based on what he's doing. Okay, and now you remove all of that. And now Job had three friends. Okay, so these three friends, very good intentions, it looks like, come to comfort him. Because now, imagine Job is known in the land, like he's so blessed that this guy really fears God. Like he looks so religious. He's doing all of these offerings and everything gets up in the morning. So he's looking really religious and blameless to the world. Like he's so right. But I'm just looking at Job and like he is so much of weight on him. Imagine not to look at a woman lustfully. How much is he holding himself and he's trying to get right with God in his own flesh? How hard it is for him. Okay. And so he's got three friends, Eliphaz, Bil, Bildad and Zophar. And these three friends come to comfort him when everything is gone. And guess what they do now? Okay, now I, I want to read this last part is because if you read the book of Job without reading the last part, then you will, you will also start seeing God the way his friends are painting God to him now. And then in the end, I want to read, I'm going to read verse 42 before I start reading what his friends say. Okay, uh, it says in verse 42, okay, so it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job that the Lord said to Eliphaz, my wrath is aroused against you and your few friends. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Okay, now therefore take for yourself seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job. God brings the lamb offering only. Okay, and tell him to make seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Do you know what, what they have not spoken good of him? And it's, it's, it's huge if you read all the 40 chapters, okay? What his friends did, they misrepresented God to him. So when Job loses everything, his friends come and now begin to comfort him. And guess what they comfort him? How do they tell? They look at Job and say, you know what, Job, you have sinned. And now they start micro-analyzing his whole life. Then they look at his children. You know what? All of these things is written because of your children have sinned. And so God has got all of these things because of your children's sin. Then further on, one of his friends goes to say that, you know what, Job, God is correcting you because of what you've done chastising you and so today people say like if someone gets sickness and things like that oh god is chastising you you can't be chastised with sickness anymore you're not in the old you're in a new far above redeemed by his blood in the old testament if you didn't keep the the law if you didn't walk worthy okay the law in deuteronomy there are blessings and then there are curses that come upon okay certain diseases and things like that and uh, you know, uh, even miscarriages is part of the curse. But then Jesus has come on your behalf, gone on the cross. It says, I think it's in Galatians, and redeemed you from the curse. He became a curse for you on the cross. 
So he's redeemed us from all and now our relationship is by blood. Are you understanding it? So it's not about fear. I could have fear in my soul, but my right standing with my father, thank God, is not based on anything that I'm even... It's greater than my anxiety and my anxiousness. It's by blood. You're a son of his blood. You're made righteous. And nothing of destruction or death can touch righteousness. That's why in Isaiah it says that you should be far from oppression and no evil will touch you. And then it says, because their righteousness is not on their own, their righteousness is from me. That means they're son of his blood. I'm going to read all of this and it's going to come together for you at the end. Okay, because there's so many things, okay, that I want you to see. So basically his friends come and they start pinpointing to what he's done. And that's not wrong, right? There's a lot of teachings that will tell you it's because something that you did. That's why I tell you, sin is not something you do. You're either a sinner or a saint. You're either a sinner or a son. It's a state of being. You're no more a sinner by what you do. You're a son of his blood. That means apart from what you're doing, you're still, your righteousness is based on you were born a son. Just because you believed in Christ, everything has gone. And now you're a son of his blood. At the other side of fear, you, you keep thinking fear, I'm fear. Forget the fear. What is the thing that you fear? At some point, it's some sort of death, right? Some sort of like missing something out. Not getting something that you want. Missing out on the blessing. But all the blessings are attracted to righteousness. And why do you think you'll miss the blessing? Because of something that you did. Or something your heart condemns you. Or someone will steal away something of yours. Okay? It, it, it Deep down, it has a question of you not being a son. Trust me, nothing is getting missed to a son. You're a son of his blood. And that's why you can go to sleep and go. Sometimes I just go to sleep. I don't understand anything. And I just know I'm yours. I belong to you. And that's all I say. And I go to sleep. I'm divinity. Like I'm born of him. Okay? And I'm, I'm just yours by blood. And then the blood, I rest in just my relationship with you based on blood. And I just, I get up the next morning and everything... The devil can't touch you. Someone who knows he's a son of his blood. Job has no, he has no reference point to the offering at all in anything that he's saying. Go over, I didn't want to take it today, okay? But you read all of Job's, uh, let's quickly go, okay? Open to the book of Job. For a little bit, I'll take you. Uh, so anyways, at the end, uh, it's, Satan is called the accuser, okay? Today, Satan has no uh, in Revelations, it says the accuser of the brethren has been cast out once and for all out of heaven. He's not even allowed to go there. So if he can't accuse you to God, who is he accusing you to? To yourself. And that's why you have to know when he comes accusing you, that's why the Bible says, pull down the thoughts. Because if they come here to accuse you that you missed it, that you did something wrong. That's why it says in the armor of God, Take the breastplate of righteousness that you are right standing with God. The helmet of salvation, the truth that is my waistband, my gospel, the gospel of peace as my shoes, okay? The sword of the spirit and the shield of faith that you can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. And what are the fiery darts? He comes to accuse you and make you look at yourself. 
So even in your fears, whatever it is, forget the fear. What is the thing that you fear? Those little bad things. And then that's the time when you know that it's not in my nature. This is not my portion because I'm a son of his blood. The blood, my standing is in the blood. And the blood is fighting on my behalf in all things. My promises, all of the yes and amen, amen they are in his blood. And righteousness, that means it draws all things to you. Do you understand that? So that's why when Ambani's son will go to sleep, why will he get all the inheritance and the good portion? Just because he's a son, he will get it. Not based on what he does and what he's not a slave, he's a son. And so Ambani's son can have so many fears that he's going to miss it and not think that he's going to get. And then the father is not looking at uh, based on his fears. He has those fears because he's, maybe he doubts his relationship and is standing with his father. But you and I both know that all the inheritance is always based on blood. You just have to be born a king's son to receive all things. No matter what you do, if you're not born, you're not going to get it. Prince William will get everything and inherit everything. They might have certain rules and everything, but it's just how do you get to the position of a king? How will you become the king tomorrow? How, from a prince, how are you going to become the king? By blood. So if you're not in the bloodline, too bad. How much ever you try to do, you can't get into the bloodline. No matter how good you are. And you can't miss it is because just that's his inheritance. He's, he's by blood. That's it. Khun Karishta. And that's what you and your and my standing is. And your relationship with the father is now in that blood. And so, yeah, you might have your fears. And the Bible tells us to pull down those thoughts, everything. Because we simply come to question who you are. And so apart from all of those fears, how can those fears come? That means at the end of the fear, something bad happening to you. When you are righteous, you have to be a sinner to have something bad come upon you. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't just understand the word, what I fear came upon me. No, no, no. You have to, some, what you fear is means something bad. And bad can only come upon sin. But if you're right standing with God, you're righteous, you're a son of his blood, all the blessings of God are attracted to righteousness. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay. So look at this. Okay. So Job is going on. His friends come, start pinpointing him at various things that he may have done. Okay. Like your children have sinned and it's not wrong, but they're going into sin and what he's done. And they again, don't tell him. None of his friends are telling him that no matter what you've done, but the, but the offering. Okay, and they misrepresent, they're misrepresenting God. That's what God is saying at the end. He's, he's not happy with Job's friends because they misrepresented him. So they came in the time of comfort and what they're doing, oh, Job, what happened to you? So sad and yeah, come on now, you've done this bad. So making him feel even worse and now come on, get, repent for these things that you've done. And so it looks so good, right? When people come and now they are circling you and telling you, maybe this is wrong and this is what you, where you missed it. And so you need to. That God is punishing you. And then Eli, at the end, he's got this one guy. Uh, what's his name? Elu. Elihu. Who comes. Okay. And look what Elihu says. Elihu says, so these three men ceased answering Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. Job is righteous in his own eyes. Can you see after everything is taken? It begins by saying Job is a blameless man. Okay, right standing. In the old also you saw Abraham believed God, never believed in his own righteousness. He believed in the righteousness that God gave him. 
David, when you look, David is also under the law. Okay, but David also boasted in the Lord, who will deliver me from everything. Job comes as a man standing on his own righteousness, not even looking at the offering. Okay, I want you to see the depths of it because you're not eligible for the scripture that says, what I feared has come upon me. You're a son of his blood. Okay, so look at this. Job, he was righteous in his own eyes. Chapter 32. And then it says, then the wrath of Elihu, the son of blah, blah, whoever, was aroused against Job. His wrath was aroused because he justified himself rather than God. Just kept boasting in his own righteousness. Okay. <clears throat> Verse, chapter 35. Okay. Uh, this is what Elihu is saying. Do you think this is right? Do you say my righteousness is more than God's? For you say, what advantage will it be for you? Job is boasting in his own righteousness. Okay. And then you, you, you take some verses. Okay. I've not taken all. Okay. Uh, where uh, I'll just read a few of both uh, of Job's what he's saying. One second. Yeah. This is in verse uh, chapter six. Okay. Look at this. This is what Job is saying. Teach me. And this is now where he's questioning God, why these bad things have happened to him. And then he goes on to say like, you know, good things are happening to all these bad people. But why have you punished me? Okay. And then he's saying, teach me and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand where have I gone wrong? Tell me what wrong I've done. Okay. And then further down he goes, yield now, let there be no injustice. Yes, concede my righteousness still stands. That means he's saying, tell me where I've gone wrong. And he's saying, I'm still defending. And I'm telling you, I am righteous. I've not done anything wrong. That's what Job is telling, telling God. Okay. And then it says, is there injustice on my tongue? Cannot my taste discern the unsavory? Okay. Then he's going on to tell God, why have you, why have you set me as your target? So that I'm a burden to myself. Why then do you, do you not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now I will lie down in the dust and you will seek me diligently and I will be no law. I will no longer be. And then he goes on to tell God, you know what? Like, why was I born? Why, why have you given me all of this sorrow? Okay. So he's trying to get to the point of like, tell me where I have sinned. And that's his position through all his friends. And then his friends tell him to repent. But they're not, even his friends don't have an understanding of the, the, the offering. Are you understanding? And that's why the God tells his friends, they misrepresented me. And so today you will still have a culture where people come and point out your sins and say, because of all these things, these bad things are coming upon you. And so they'll talk about why suffering is from God, because look at Job's life. Job suffered. God gave all of these curses and all of that to him because he missed it. And so today also now... All of these sickness and all sicknesses from God, it's a way to teach you a lesson. That's what even his friends were telling him. God is correcting you, chastising you, teaching you a lesson. Hello, you're in the new. You're a son of his blood now. Jesus became a curse so that none of these things can be upon you. Today, the accuser, the way he went in front of God in heaven, the accuser in Revelations is cast down. Okay, he's under your feet. That's why what is the Holy Spirit doing today? Three things. Convicting you of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Now that has already been done. 
okay now of righteousness because i go to the father and you see me no more that's why you have the breastplate of righteousness that means that's the time when you fear something bad happening you don't have to be obsessed with the fear fear is nothing but a lie with a lot of emotions to it and you have to know when those thoughts come that's what the devil tells you to pull it down simply because it questions who you are you are not job anymore you're not even david anymore neither are you abraham anymore you're at a higher place you're a son born from above just like him and so that very fear that comes to you you pull it down whatever that thought is is because it questions who you are and then you tell yourself that i'm my my blessings or whatever this is they are based not based on whatever this is that i'm even fearing and my all of my anxiousness my blessings i'm entitled to all the blessings and they are drawn to me simply because i'm his beloved son today and he is adding them to me just because i'm a son of his blood are you getting the foundation of that and you're resting in your blood relationship and so guess what is happening now the spiritual realm knows that this kid this son knows he's standing with the father he's just like him is based on blood i cannot even accuse him anymore i need to get accusation into him for him to start getting condemned and then the condemnation leads to death that's why the ministry of condemnation it says leads to death the ministry of righteousness ever increasing glory that's why like i said every cell in your body the minute you take those thoughts it gets condemned that i've done something wrong and condemnation leads to death that's what immunity is low immunity and high immunity is righteousness consciousness it can fight everything back even at your cellular level it knows it's a son of his blood so it fights it back no intruder can come in that's where divine health comes from are you understanding so you're not in a position of job anymore and so job goes through all of these things okay and at the end elihu comes and all elihu wants him to see is just tells him that listen yourself righteous do okay and then uh, then god comes starts speaking with him talks with job just talks about how great he is how big he is and uh, you know at the end it says that job repented okay he just comes to the end of himself and then god restores everything back to job job twice okay what i'm trying to say is something happened very unique with job okay and it was just between it was like a like a case study let's just say that and job was just taken and at that time satan had every right to go into heaven and accuse people because the law was prevalent but now it says that the law has been taken and nailed to the cross so the devil can't go and accuse you before the father before he can't enter anyway he's been cast out but all he can do is he can accuse the one who doesn't know he's a son of his blood and so he comes to accuse you and that's why the bible says a condemned heart cannot receive from the father because he knows if i get the son to get into condemnation guilty then they cannot receive from the father and he makes you look at your flesh look where you missed it and then that's the time when you have to put pull down those thoughts i am a son of his blood and the more you walk into it trust me we don't give even room in the flesh when i see certain things that are not of god in the flesh i put them down because not because it's right and wrong because it's not in my nature it comes from the other i don't even want anything of the the devil's nature in me i i uproot it out i don't want it because i'm i'm my fathers and that's the intention to to say that while oh, allow sin it's like oh my don't you understand that you're born of him 
you've got kind we do not like certain things because it's not in our nature anymore so don't give it room that should be your place not of like you want to do because it's no then you've not understood you're a son of his blood okay that's your position but when you know that your standing is by his blood and all your inheritance is based on blood that's why you think in the old testament when the land was supposed to be put when god was taking his children out of egypt into israel when the land was to be put on the doorpost do you think for a moment that maybe the children even were very fearful i told you god was not looking whether they're right and wrong whether they're good people bad people and maybe they were even fearful people but what was he looking at the blood and what got them out from egypt into the promised land the blood and so your relationship with your father is based on blood what was god looking at even job when he had this whole hedge he was looking at the offering if he wasn't looking at the offering then in the end god wouldn't have told job tell your friends now to get an offering he would have just said oh tell them to just repent the offering is needed but guess who wasn't seeing the offering job wasn't job was you take away the offering and then you see job is self righteous his faith was never in the blood never in even the blood of the bulls and goats his faith was in his own self righteousness and that's why when he's coming ahead if his faith was really in the blood he should have just said that but i gave you the offering but this guy is saying i have not sinned and he's boasting in his self righteousness and then and then his friends come and all his friends again are pointing out to what he did not reminding him of the offering that's why god is dissing and saying i do not like your friends also what they did to you and the friends are saying god has given you the sickness god has given you that sickness because in imagine god is saying i don't like okay and because they misrepresented him today your standing is by blood okay and you can have peers and i encourage everybody like peers are nothing but anxiousness i've been in that place and i take them down the devils the the bible tells us to take down your thought bring it to the obedience of christ in you you pull down those thoughts and don't give it room is because it questions you who you are it's exalting itself exalting you know what means it's making itself god in front of another god the highest supreme being that's what it means so you are allowing somebody else to be god in front of you are one with the you are the biggest god as in one with him understand you are at a, at a preeminence that means first of all all things are under you so something is rising up and questioning everything that you are and that's why you take it down not because oh if i don't take it down it will come upon me no you're a son of his blood you are righteousness righteousness means nothing of the curses can come upon someone who knows their right standing with god you need to be a sinner for something bad to come upon you so it's not just scripture are you understanding your position job was in the old testament he's a sinner he needs the offering and but you can see if you take away the offering his rest was never in the offering his rest was in his own righteousness and he's thinking that it's his righteousness that is getting all things from god and that that's why the devil attacks him oh now you think oh now look he's going to curse you he would have never said that if he knew that his right righteousness is not based on what he does he was anyway bad and so it's the blood this guy is defending and so now god is like yeah now let's see he's going to do something bad so guess what all of that thing it's not about god the spiritual realm knows how you react whether you know you're a son of his blood or whether this guy keeps boasting in his righteousness 
he doesn't know and that's why he gets attacked so he gets accusations after accusations and you receive all those accusations you get condemned and then people begin to fall sick it's because they don't they don't know their sons of this blood that's why i keep preaching your relationship is based by blood so much because you're getting secure you're getting secure and how are all these testimonies happening people are just hearing and what is it that the blessing gets added is because all you know is that you're a son of his blood that means you're born from above that means it's independent of what you do here and you're getting everything drawn and so now sickness leaves or someone gets married someone finds a girl, girl of his dream someone gets a job someone gets so much of increase is because you're just getting established in blood and what happens when you're getting established in blood isaiah says they're far from oppression no evil will touch them nothing will come near you also is because and then this is the inheritance of my righteousness the one that i am giving them when you read david's life look at psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil why because you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you know the answer to every fear when you read and now we're going to go and i'm going to read quickly of all and i've taken most of them from the old but the antidote for fear was the father and when they came to know that they were loved that's it they were not it was the father who was doing everything okay so i'm quickly going to read that look at this in uh 1 john 4 16 okay then we'll read the love scriptures there is no fear in love perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love fear has to do with punishment that means i fear that something bad is going to happen and then it says the bible is saying there is no fear in love but perfect love once you know that you're a son of his blood that your father that now you've come back home to your father and now it's just not on you the weight is not on you that you have a father relax rest and perfect love knowing that your father casts out that fear deep down fear comes with an orphan heart thinking that oh i have to figure it all out by myself and then you forgotten that your father okay uh look at uh, you know when you get the time read hebrews 9 and uh, hebrews chapter 9 and 10 it talks about the priesthood it talks about the blood of jesus that has taken away your sin once and for all the blood of bulls and goats could never do it do it and that's why then it goes on to say that now please have your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience that's why i told you in communion right what does communion mean it means to have your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience that guilty conscience and you can rest and job was not there he constantly thought that it was him and because of what he did that the blessings were there on his life and that's why he's just questioning god where have i missed it okay not realizing that all of his blessings were was based on blood it was not the blood of christ at the time it was the blood of bulls and goats but it was still based on blood it was symbolic of what christ would do it was he was under mercy are you understanding it okay look at psalm 34 okay i'm going to read psalm 34 verse 4 i sought the lord and he answered me now this is david and guess who delivered and he delivered me from all my fears those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed even though psalm 23 verse 4 even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me 
okay verse 27 uh, psalm 27 verse 1 the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear who is the light the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear okay the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid verse uh, psalm psalm 46 verse 1 god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble therefore we will not fear through the earth, though the earth give way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling, God is your refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. You know, I was once in, um, in uh, this was many years ago, when they, uh, during New Year's, and you know, it wasn't, there wasn't much security during that time. And I didn't know this, but I, I stepped into a rickshaw after the uh, a church service and I got into a rickshaw and I didn't know that there would be bad, you know, just like a drunk men on the road. And I was in a rickshaw and uh, I saw some men assaulting women. And suddenly I got so fearful. Okay, and my heart was beating and I'm like, I have done this foolishness. I did not even know that at this time, and this was many years, it was after that that the police became very strict on New Year's Eve. But I got into a rickshaw and I was wearing like, you know, sequins and things like that. I'm like, I'm going to draw attention. And I was so fearful. I had fears. And I began to just start praying in tongues during that time. And I'm not kidding. Uh, within a few minutes, I saw two cops on a bike come. And they came to my rickshaw to ask for directions to the rickshaw guy. And then the, my rickshaw guy started talking and they saw me crying behind. And they knew I was fearful. And then they escorted me through one and a half hour journey to where I was supposed to go, okay? And the next morning I wake up and I see in the newspapers that these women were assaulted during that night and bad things happened, it was drunk men. And I saw uh, being fathered, okay? And did I have fears? Was I anxious? Of course I was anxious. And in that anxiety, I just saw that I had a separate portion. And I, of course I prayed for the women that, that had those bad things happen, but I, I I got up in the morning and I, I knew that I, I, I had a rest, okay? Now, at that time, I didn't have a deep understanding, but all I knew was I belonged to him and that my father took care of it. It simply means someone who knows that the relationship is based on blood. It had nothing to do with what I was doing. I was fearful. I was scared. I was crying. And then I saw divine, or a divine governance. I saw divine protection. And it, it didn't happen for everybody, but it happened for me, okay? And I was rescued. And then did the law do, yes, the law after that, suddenly there was a law on, 20, on New Year's Eve that there was police everywhere. And so it has been from then on, okay? But I also saw one thing, that because as a son I was there, I paved the way and made a solution for the whole world. To, and to, I mean, today it stands there. That's the power of the son. Are you understanding? Because I prayed and now a law has been enforced for it. Okay, you will land up setting others free. Okay, and so, uh, and so was, was I there? Were there fears? Yeah, they were. Okay, but then it was my father, his love for me that came and protected me and did everything. And then I started growing. And over the years, the only thing I've, I've realized is I don't fear in some areas more. I just don't. Okay, I don't have anxiety. It's because I've overcome it. I pulled it down. And why? It's because I know I'm a son. I know my position. And so it doesn't shake me anymore. It doesn't get me anxious because I know I'm greater than the very situation that is coming against me. I've tested it out. I've walked it through. I've taken it down. And so I know. 
And so every fear that comes, it just questions who you are. And so you will fear in the very area you still are not positioned and you don't know that you're a son. You don't see yourself as a son. And the more you start seeing yourself as a son, that's when I said you'll start sleeping in the storm because you realize that you're greater than the storm. You don't need to react to a storm because it won't do anything to you. Okay? And so you'll end up being more still. That's why it says perfect love casts out fear. Okay? Uh, for I, the Lord, your, your God, Isaiah 41, hold your right hand and it is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. Fear not, I am the one who helps you. Anytime you have any type of fear, the answer to fear is not now reason it out. The answer is know that you're loved, that you didn't come to an orphan kingdom with a bunch of orphans hanging around. You came to a father kingdom. You came back home to your father and the whole kingdom is on your behalf. The blood is working on your behalf. And so let your rest be knowing that even if I forget I'm a son, and everything wrong, and I didn't do anything. I go to sleep and know he doesn't forget I'm a son of his blood. And your blood gets it all done. Thank you that I'm yours. I belong to you. Okay? Luke 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Okay? Psalm 91. He will cover you with his pinions with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge his faithfulness is a shield and a buckler whose faithfulness his faithfulness is a shield and a buckler to you you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day this is our position because you're in the blood everything about your life is in the blood the lamb was slain before the foundations of the world okay everything about your life is in the blood so let that be the blood is going on your behalf and doing everything. The blood is going and doing everything. Okay. Your relationship is based on blood. Okay. Look at this. Genesis 50, 21. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus be comforted. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. I remember when I was in UK, all alone, that time mom wasn't in the kingdom. No one was. I never feared anything, not even finances, because I just knew that I was fathered. And that he will take care of it. And so I just didn't, I just, I just never concerned myself with it. And you'll realize, even as you get out of the way and stop worrying, that your whole life is so governed and tailor-made. And it's all Christ in you. I was led to do so many things. I got, I got a free scholarship that I was forced to apply. I didn't even apply for it. I didn't even go looking for it. It came my way. Uh, you know, I, I wrote some things. I got, I got a lot of money when even my dad passed away during that time. Okay. I was taken to Paris. I went to all of these fairs and I saw as like, I, it was somebody who was doing someone, someone who had planned all of my itinerary. And then I was just walking in it because he knew what I needed at that time. And that's why I said, it's Christ in you. You died. It's all him in you. And you're just waking up to who you are. And all those fears will go as you start seeing yourself in that position of what a great position you hold, that you're a son and that very fear comes to question and knock and say, hey, you're not. And that's why you pull it down. Okay? But you don't need to dance at it. You can rest knowing that your relationship with the Father is not based on what you do, even what you're believing. It's based on His blood. That one day you came into the kingdom, you recognized Him, yeah, it's Jesus. That's it. And now it's by blood. And don't ever forget that it's by blood. 
Okay, that's the only thing that the devil never wants you to rest. He wants it to make it more than the blood. So he adds all things. No, no, no. The simplicity of it is, is based on blood. Okay. Joshua 8, 1. And the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear and do not be dismayed. Take all the fighting men with you and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. This is at the time of Jericho when they're going out, when they're going into their promised land. Even then God said, do not fear. I am fighting on your behalf. I have given them to you in your hand. So it's not yours. It's Christ in you. So you relax. So you think that problem has come. Oh my God, it's me. And then you have to rest. It's not you. It's Christ in you. Anything that's coming, it's coming to Christ in you. And that's why you pull it down because it's questions Christ in you. Okay, relax. Nothing is going to happen. Psalm 27. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. Why? It's because the Lord is with him. Okay, this was in the old, when David is saying. Psalm 115. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Isaiah 35 verse 4. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with, come with vengeance and recompense of God, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you because your father, Isaiah 41, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Okay. The answer to every fear and anxiety that you might have before you can take it down. Even you have to know that you're loved, that you have a heavenly father who is not only with you, but he's in you. And that's your, that's your rest. Okay. David had it. That's why he could take down Goliath. Okay. And he boasted not in his own, but in the Lord who delivered him from all of these, from the lion, from the bear. And so the Lord will deliver me from the, from this Goliath. Okay. The rest have it that even when it doesn't make sense to me, I just know that he knows who I am. Even if I fail to forget, he doesn't forget what I mean to him. And so many times in my life, I've seen that. And I saw that at the 31st night. In all, and I just saw myself and I, I saw that, praise God that I had, I, I was in a, in a different place. Nothing could touch me. Okay. Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah 42 verse 11. Do not fear the king of Babylon, Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not fear him, declares the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. Constantly the father coming and reminding them that they're his. Isaiah 43. But thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And now our redemption is in Christ. Okay? Jeremiah 46. But fear not, O Jacob, my servant, nor be dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save you from far away and your offspring from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return and have quiet and ease, and none shall make him afraid. Matthew 10, 31, fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Where God tells people not to fear is because he loves them. That's why it says, remember I did this teaching on how you not to worry. Okay? Deep down you let a worry go and then it goes on, goes on, goes on, becomes this big fear. Okay? But that's why it says take no thought. But the root for all of that when he says is don't worry because you're heavenly father, because you're loved. Cast all your cares because I care for you. Beloved son, that means someone who is loved. So Jesus is not just going in his own strength and doing all of these things and going to the cross. It was, he was fathered. That's why he said it's all, it's all the father working it out. 
And then on the cross, he said, why have you forsaken me? Because he separated. Okay, it's not you. It's all the father. That's why you can rest, you know. That is the father in you. Whatever problem comes, it's come to Christ in you. He will take care of it. That's why you don't dance around. You dance around because you forget. You, you forget that there's no, you, you forget it's not Christ in you. You think it's you. And so you, in your human ways, you start dealing with it. But if you understand it's all Christ in you, you won't land up doing a lot of things that you do. You'll end up resting more. Luke 12, 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love. That means knowing that you're loved. Power because you are the highest supreme being now. So anything that is coming to question, whatever fear that is, is questioning the highest supreme being. That's why it's called exalting itself against the knowledge of God. That thought. That's why it tells you to take it down. Okay? God has not given you the spirit of fear. And so the way to it is he's giving you a spirit of power. That means know you're a son. And of love. Know that you're loved, that you belong to me. And of self-control. That means stop being so impulsive now. That's why you won't land up doing those things. You'll become a little bit more restrained. You'll land up becoming a bit more still. Okay? It's, and the, another, it says self-control and somewhere else it says of a sound mind. Because where is the fear coming? Here, in your thoughts. A sound mind, a still mind. Okay? Hebrews 13, 6. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Okay? I just want to end. I've just put those things there just for some verses and uh, uh, things on fear. But I saw all in the Old Testament the reason why anyone was dealing with fears, they never dealt with it. God told them that I am your father and then it says, David says that he delivered me from all my fears. And the way to out of fear was the father saying that I am going to fight this battle for you. Relax. But as a son now you've come into the kingdom a, number one, is your fears cannot come upon you because you're righteous. Because fear means something bad coming. But you have, you have to have sin and standing as a sinner to get something bad in your life. But now that you're standing as a son based on blood, Jesus perfected, Jesus walked perfectly, everything, everything. How can the bad come upon the head of the righteous? Guess what it says? In fact, I forgot to read the earlier verse. Okay, in that. Look at what it says here. The fear of the wicked will come upon them. In Proverbs 10, the fear of the wicked will come upon them. And the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. The desire of the righteous will be granted. Not the fear of the righteous will come upon them. It says the fear of the wicked will come upon them. The desire of the righteous will be granted. Okay, your fears are in your soul, in your mind. They're not here. They're in your mind. And that's why it says, let me read that second verse. Okay, uh, that's why it says, look at this, Isaiah 54. In righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. Because now the more you're waking up that I'm a son, that I am just another Jesus. Jesus gave birth to another Jesus kind, God kind. Greater is he who is in me. Okay, the more I'm waking up to that, I will be far from oppression. I shall not fear because how can Christ fear something? He is the greatest. That means whatever is coming to him is a lie. It has to bow down to you. That's why you will not run after it. Okay, he, and he shall be far from terror. It shall not come near you. 
Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever come up, behold, I have created the blacksmith. He blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. I have created the spoiler to destroy. Now see this, verse 17, Isaiah 50, verse 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is my inheritance. And their righteousness is from me. Their righteousness is from, is from the Father. That's why nothing can touch you. Are you understanding? He is greater. Your relationship today is not even based on what you're believing. Okay? All you're believing is doing is helping you see yourself more like Christ. And then all that inheritance is flowing is because you just land up being more still. It helps you take it down. But I want you to know first, know that your relationship with your father is based on Christ's blood. That means through that blood, you became a son. That's why I just say the simplicity of it is just know that it's by blood. That means a lion gives birth to another lion. A money son is a money son by blood. And he will receive all inheritance just because of the blood. He will even receive the nature of a money just because of the blood. So if I'm born of the blood, I have his nature in me, his divine nature in me. That's why it says, how do I get the divine nature? Through his promises, I'm reading to find out who I am. And the more I'm getting established in this blood union, that's why communion means co-union. I'm reminding, he doesn't need a reminder. He, he is telling me to have communion so that you remind yourself, my co-union with you, so that you'll come out of this judgment that is in this world, this patterns of this world. Sanctify yourself, come out of it. Okay? And your relationship is greater than your fears, greater than your anxieties, is by blood. And so it can't come on you. Deep down, why did it come on Job? It's because of, he, was, it, he, was, it, he was a sinner. Sin. And his standing is in his righteousness, in his own righteousness. You remove the offering, his faith is not even in the offering. And it's a one-time thing where God says, okay, now let's look at this. This is a case study given. And so God removes the shield and so Satan can attack him. And now he's going through all of these questions and then God comes, Elihu says, look at your self-righteousness, repent. And then God blesses him again. But you see that Job's standing was never in the blood, even of bulls and goats, was in his own self-righteousness. And he gets beat up by the devil. You boast in your own self-righteousness, you get beat up because the devil needs something to accuse you, to accuse you. But if you know that it's not based on what you do, it's based on Christ's blood, how can he accuse you only? So you only don't get condemned. Understand? And that's why it leads to life. The more you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you are reigning in life. In Romans it says. That's what it's doing. That's what relationship by blood means. So sometimes someone tells you what you fear will come. No. Thank God. Because I need to be a sinner to get something, even what I fear, to get something on me. I'm a son of his blood. I'm righteous. I'm not eligible for this anymore. Praise God. Okay, and why does it say, again, I want to leave. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. That's why it says God has not given you a spirit of fear, because now as a son today, when you're born from above, he's given you the spirit of power. That means, hello, that little fear coming to tell me what? Yeah, pull it down, because I pull it down because it questions who I am. I'm the most powerful thing. It's exalting itself against me and saying, I'm more powerful than you. Oh, this cancer is more powerful than me. Oh, this situation that I'm in is more powerful. That's what it's saying. It's more powerful and it's saying, God is not giving you a spirit of power. He's giving you a spirit of power. That means you're the most powerful one. Then it says, I've given you the spirit of love. 
please know that you're loved. That it's questioning to coming and telling you you're an orphan. No, I'm one with him. I'm a father's son. And sound mind that I can now have peace and rest, self-control. I'm not going to be impulsive over this. I am going to be still and not react. And that's why I say, before anything comes, take two seconds out to remind yourself you're a son. And then you will react to things differently. You don't need to do a lot of things. It's because it's questioning who you are. That's why the whole spiritual armor is just to stand, not to fight. You take on the armor to stand, not to fight. There is a sword, it's sword of the spirit. It's the word. The only word you need to know that you're a son of his blood. So these things are not applicable for me. They're under my feet. Death has been conquered once and for all. So it's not just fear, fear, what you fear, fear. Think about what is that you fear. Sickness, but then Christ has already redeemed you from that. What is it? The fear of a relationship? No, but you can't because now your relationship is by blood. The father holds all things. In the Old Testament also, you know, the, the curse was that your husband will leave you and he'll sleep with another woman. That was the curse. Imagine, but now that your relationship is by blood and the father, these things are not applicable for you. Know that it's in, in blood. Okay, and the more you're finding out, you're resting in that position. So all of these things are not your portion. That's why you rest. That's why you, you're, what is, where is Christ getting formed in? Where Paul is saying, I'm laboring, that Christ is getting formed in your soul. And so in areas that I feared before and I had anxieties, today I don't. Because I chose to confront it and not confront it because they were lies. They needed to come down. And so I overcame it. I pulled it down. Okay. But during the journey, sometimes, even in my anxiety, I saw his love for me being greater than my fears. And I saw the promises of God be yes and amen. And then I started understanding that my relationship with him is not the way the church has taught me. Why is it different? Is because I never, I always knew that I'm a son. I just knew I'm the beloved, right? Like it means to know that it has nothing to do with your works, that you belong to him, that you're born of him. That is just you and me, that relationship. And you're resting in that relationship. And so everything, and so in that, he, he taught me to walk on water, but it was always in the covering of knowing that I was loved and your relationship is secure blind blood. That's why I choose not to worry about my parents. I choose not to worry about my mom, my things and all. Because he told me Psalm 91, covenant. These are all promises. Even when he was not doing things, you see Jesus, when you see the father being faithful to Abraham, to his descendants and all. He always says, because of the covenant promises I made to Abraham. It was through covenant, through blood that I made. It's not based on what they're doing. And Abraham is also secure, not based on his right. He's saying because of the righteousness that he has, because he believed. And Job was this one-off species, one-off guy, who boasts, it looks on the outside where people say, oh, he's a righteous, uh, no, blameless, it says, upright. Upright in his own self-righteousness, boasting in his works. His security was not in the offering. It was in his own righteousness. And at the end of all, he comes down and he repents. And then God gives him everything. He's lost everything. Okay? Today, you're not in that position. You're, in a, you're a son of his blood. And so the reason why you take fears can't exist to, in, a, in a realm of somebody who knows his relationship is based on blood. Those fears are at the end, some bad things. And bad things can't touch a son. It's as simple as that. No evil can touch you because you're a son. Evil will run from you. Evil is scared of you because you're greater. That's why I'll edit again. 
we do not have the spirit of fear, but of power, that means I'm greater, of love, I'm loved, and of a sound mind. Stop all that anxiety in your mind, right? Helmet of salvation. So uh, I want to end this today here. Uh, read, go over it again and hear it again, okay? It's like a, it's not so much of scripture, but it's revelation. If you understand, like I said, Job was a sinner. His position was that of a sinner, not of a son. Okay, and his standing was in his own righteousness, not even in the offering of bulls and goats. Okay, and uh, he's a one-off case that was done. And because God removed his hedge in the Satan attack, apart from all of his fears, God still had a hedge on him. Okay, that's what I even want you to see. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so let's close in prayer today. Okay, uh, just say this prayer with me. Uh, let's offer a thanksgiving of all the increase that you received. Let's just thank God for all the revelation that's come into your souls, the increase that's come in, and just thank God for it. You say, Father, I'm a son in your kingdom. Jesus, you are my high priest. And right now, I give you a tithe. I just bring forth all the increase that you've given me. And I just worship you with it. And just multiply that. Father, I just thank you that we are your children, that we are your sons, that we are born of you, that we are just like Jesus. And I just thank you that our portion, that all your inheritance is getting drawn to us because we're yours, because we're one with you. We're sons of your blood. And all the inheritance is drawn to that blood relationship. And so we just rest in it. I thank you that even whatever fears anyone might have who's listening, that you'd show them who they are, of how much they are loved in you, Father, that you love them so much, that it's Christ in them. And Father, I thank you that your love repels every fear because it's a lie, it's questioning who they are. And we just pull all of that down right now and bring it under our feet. I thank you that we rest in your blood. Jesus. Amen.